Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! What if I wanted to break? Laugh it all off in your face. What would you do? thought we were going to skip this podcast uh why why uh, did you think that we're, it's not, not like we're very busy i know but we haven't talked like normally we like talk in the beginning of the week and we're like hey are we going to do it this week i hadn't heard from you like until like wednesday, well, wednesday night i reached out and i was like oh i guess we should or no i reached out on thursday or something we hadn't talked all week and i was like i guess we're not doing it this week yeah, honestly, I just didn't even think about it. I've been trying to get creative, like as we were just discussing, and when I you false started this, when I was saying, like, are we going to get together? Um, so, like, I don't know, like, my mind, like, so one-track-minded on trying to, like, get my head in the right place that I haven't even thought about stuff. And then, like, I'll get messages from people like, hey, you want to get together or you want to like da da da, and I get like so frustrated by it. So I'll be like, "What? What is all this interruption of me doing like nothing?" Anyway, it's uh, also like you know, work work for me right now. It's so spotty. It's like I've I've been on hold to work like every other day, and it just goes away. Like I was just telling you, if we're gonna get together next week, I don't even know which days I'm working. I'm on hold for a bunch of days, but. Those jobs go away and no one even tells me. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to let this shit happen anymore. And here it is happening again. We were just talking about how Apple created this new silencing app, with silencing thing called Focus. Uh, and it really helped out our podcast because, you know, we silenced all of our dings and notifications. And now we're getting them now because of this new operating system i've turned off everything i even i'm not even on the mail anymore i just exited out of mail just so that they wouldn't do it you can't be bothering yeah i I closed out of the mail i'm not even in it it's not you're still getting and you're still getting notifications that mail's coming in yeah i don't get it it was weird because you know I was looking this up online while you were, while I was waiting for you to be ready. And, uh, you were, that's the first thing you started talking about when you got back. And I was like, 
That's weird because I was just looking up the same thing. I don't know. Apparently, a lot of people are having the problem, though, if you, like, search online. If you find an answer, let me know, and I'll do the same. That wasn't part of my notes. No. But my, first uh, note is, my first note is, do you know what Christian Bale's favorite movie is? Of his own? Yeah. His favorite movie that he did? No, his personal favorite movie of all time, not his own of like just what he thinks is the best movie of all time. I mean, the answer is no, I don't, but I'm going to take a guess. Um, I'll say his favorite movie of all time is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. (laughs) No, that might be... uh... The guy from Turner Classic Movies. No, A.O. Scott or one of those weird fucking dudes. No, his favorite movie of all time is Beverly Hills Ninja. Oh, no way. Boy, did he just move up a couple spots on my list. (laughs) I guess uh, Beverly Hills Ninja turned 25 uh, not too long ago, like last week or something. And there were there was a few things online about it, and one of the things was that Christian—that's his favorite movie. Let me just tell you this: solid note by you. Our notes are not usually pretty solid; they're usually some BS. Great job by you, right there. Last night I rented it for three bucks. I should have bought it, but I just bought it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun. Uh, I don't have any notes. Is that your only one? No, my second one is Kanye West is is telling people that Pete Davidson has AIDS. <laughs> like he's secretly going around telling people Pete Davidson has AIDS and a couple of Pete Davidson's friends have like reached out to him and said, dude, you have AIDS? And uh yeah, it's like this really weird thing that's going on with uh, Kanye being jealous over uh, his relationship with uh, Pete David or with um, Kim Kardashian. Um, yeah, I have such Kanye fatigue, and I, um, man, I used to be like super Kanye fan. I used to love that guy, and now it, I just I want him to just go away so I can like I can't I don't know where your relationship is with Kanye but like I I have trouble listening to like watch the throne you know or or you know like I have trouble listening to old stuff because I think about him now yeah and it's and I don't usually like let stuff like that like there's lots of a-holes you know who I listen to that I don't like you know but like he just can't seem to stay out of out of the light, and I mean, and he hasn't put out anything that I thought sounded remotely good. Now he's got a new album coming out in February. Yeah, Donda Two. I can't. I couldn't even listen to Donda One. There was one good song I thought, but yeah, it's tough. I mean, I really liked that guy, and now that's yeah, what a scumbag. Um, that's the only notes I have. Okay, great. So what are we talking about today? Well, we're going to talk some football, and then we're going to talk some movies and some TV. We're just going to catch up on a couple, like, 
short, some, some brief TV and movie reviews, things that are around that we don't think are necessarily going to make it to any end of the year lists. So we might as well bring them up. It's a problem right now. We're we're skirting around what movies we're going to talk about and not talk about. Yeah, I know. It's hard. Like, I... We hung out last weekend, and I've been holding off on telling you about a certain film that... Uh, it's hard, because I'm like, I got to tell him that this movie is great, but I also don't want to tell him that it's great, because then I'll know what my favorite movie is so far. Um, but you gave in and told me. I had to do it, yeah. I uh, I just listened to the to an interview with the actor in there. Uh, yeah. That was awesome. Is that the uh, Mark Marin? Yeah, yeah. I haven't listened to it yet. I downloaded it. It was really good. He he's a he's a super interesting guy. He was talking about the Disney Snow White thing. Listen, man, if you're gonna keep talking about, it, everyone's gonna know your movie. Yeah. Um. Hey, I haven't evaluated my list yet, but it's going to be pretty high up there. Um, it's going to be on your short list? It's on my short list. Uh, yeah. You know what did I watched? You get, did you get the pun? Yeah, I got you. Uh, <laughs> um, I watched the first two episodes of Archive 81 on uh, Netflix. Dude, have you heard about this? No. Dude, it is great. So oh, I'll write this down. So scary. It's about this guy who uh, works at, like, a television museum where he, uh, like, um, fixes, like, damaged tapes, videotapes. He's, like, the best in the field of finishing, like, or, like, trying to restore, like, damaged tapes from fire, water damage, all this stuff. Um, And he gets called to... uh, a private guy who says that he's found a bunch of these tapes that he wants digitized and fixed and they were in a fire. So he has to like go in and like, you know, fix it. And he starts getting really involved in the content of the tapes. And it's really like this crazy shit that's going on with witches and cults and all this stuff. It's uh, it's really scary. Okay. Yeah, I would. I definitely recommend it so far. I've only seen the first two episodes, so if it sucks after that, I'm sorry. But right now, I'm digging it. It's really good. It's very intense. Hmm. Um, it stars unknowns, basically, and then Oscar Award winner Timothy Hutton. They always say oh. he won an Academy Award in, like when he was nine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 60 now. They always have to put that on the uh, on the ads that he's an Academy Award winner. Um, I forgot what he won for, like ordinary um, people or something. Yeah, ordinary people, something like that. Yeah, I'm almost positive it's ordinary people. I was going to say common people, so yes, it's ordinary people. Um, the only Timothy Hutton one I remember is the Stephen King one. It's like he was like a like had multiple personality or something. I can't remember. Um, I don't, I don't remember that. I'm trying to think of a Timothy Hutton performance. Like I was like, no, there's something very obvious and I can't even think of what it must be. It was definitely ordinary people in 1980 that he won for. 
But now I'm looking at is Timothy Hutton. What was like the thing you think of Timothy Hutton in? The only thing hmm. I know is a, is a Stephen King movie, and I don't even remember the name of it. Um, yeah. So that's just. Oh, uh, I know. It's um, Beautiful Girls, is what I always think of Timothy Hutton. He's creepily in love with Natalie Portman. Oh, yeah. You know, he's in his mid 30s and she's 13. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, did we already just say what we're talking about? Right. Yeah, so we're going to talk about some football and some movies. Dark Half. That's the name of the movie. He plays like multiple personality guy or two guys. I can't remember, but that's the one I remember. Um, all right. So, uh, where do you want to start? LeBron just talk football. And Aaron Davis out tonight. Oh, really? Um, do you uh, did you see the All Star voting and how bullshit all that stuff is? I hate that. I hate the All Star. I didn't see it. No, uh, I saw that it came out. Um, and I assume that means that none of your sons made it. Outside of Chris Paul, Not Chris Paul made it. Did eight make it? Not on starters. No. Booker didn't make it. Not a starter. Oh, they only announced starters. Yeah. So I saw they announced Wiggins. Wiggins is a starter? Yeah. So dumb. I don't know. I don't even know. what. The, how does that guy... Okay. <laughs> exactly. All right. So House of Gucci. Oh, we're starting movies. Okay. So yeah, we'll start with the Gucci. The Gucci. So uh, this won't be on your top ten list? This will not be on my top ten list, no. It will not uh, be on mine either. It was directed by um, Ridley Scott, who's just pumping out films. I mean, the guy's 90. I, I haven't seen The Last Duel. I, I, well, I, I watched, so as I was telling you, I got this projector that I, I showed you that runs behind me now. I watched The Last Duel at night for like 20 minutes before going to bed. That's it. I just, it's not, I don't know. I haven't. I just haven't made the turn into like. Oh, I want to watch the rest. Of this. But I want to watch it. But you know, when you're now you're watching for two, people are asking to wait for them. It's like you're fucking working all the time. I'm not working, and then you just wait and wait and wait and wait, and you never see it. So I, I'll just know. say this: nobody should have to wait for this movie. You're I, not missing anything. I, I'm just going to watch it and not say I watched it. Whenever she decides she wants to watch it, then I'll just pretend I never saw it. But then you have to watch it again. I don't know if this is a double watch. Okay. Here's the thing that you, here's the thing about a movie like the last duel. You watch it. You never say anything. I, I imagine that desire to watch that movie will fade pretty quickly. It's not like a movie that stays in your mind. It's not a movie people are always talking about. It was a movie that happened that uh, that underperformed um, that people all thought was pretty good who saw it and that's like that yeah you know like that's not the sort of thing that's the sort of thing that can fly under your radar I don't know uh, this guy's just pumping out movies he uh, is 
And uh, apparently both of them weren't good this year. So Gucci stars uh, Adam Drive. I don't. I wouldn't say that either of them's not good. I think that it's, so far the last duel is pretty good. It's just not like, okay. you know. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to say that that Gucci isn't good yet. All right. So <laughs> yeah, in five minutes, I'll say it's bad. I, actually, I really want to talk it out because I'm not sure if I liked it or not. All right. Let's just say so. It stars Lady Gaga, Adam Driver. Um, Al Pacino, doing Jared Leto, doing us Al Pacino. Yeah, we'll get to Jared Leto. <laughs> Jared Leto fucking ruined this whole movie. Like it was just one of the I worst. Agree. He's one of the. That was one of the worst performances of the year. Oh, you're not. Maybe of all time. Like, <laughs> yes, he not. He might get a Razzie for this. I'm just telling. No, I don't think so. Really, it. With the makeup and the stupid voice that he was doing, this was like a Saturday Night Live skit. So it's funny because I I it's was like, like Jiminy Glick. That's what it reminded me of. So in the movie, there's um, Tom Ford is the guy who comes and saves Gucci, kind of. Well, depending on which way you're looking at the lens, he's the guy that comes and like makes Gucci, you know, bit big time again, which is what happened in real life. Derelict my balls. What's that? Derelict my balls. Remember the uh, in Zoolander? No. That's all I can think of when, I don't know, whatever. But hey, go ahead. When I see Tom Ford, all I can think about is when we went to the screening of A Simple Man. <laughs> yeah. And he and Colin Firth talked for like 45 minutes and they got done. And I just looked at you and was like, we have zero in common with those two people. Yeah. Like we could never hold a conversation with them. Um, but anyway, I was looking up Tom Ford anyway, cause I was like, basically there's a scene where there's a early on in the movie where this guy comes up to Adam Driver and he says like, you know, he's like, who are you? And he says his name and he's like, what's your last name? And he's like, Gucci. And he's like, Oh, he's like, yeah, maybe some day he's like, I'm a designer. And he's like, well, maybe some day you'll design for me. And the guy's like, nah. Your stuff's not that good. Yeah. Um, and then Tom, and then when Tom Ford showed up later, I was like, oh, I think that's the same guy. I was totally wrong. I, went, I thought it was the same guy, too. No, it's not. Totally different guy. Okay. But through it. The guy from is, Texas? Well, the guy from Texas is Tom Ford. Yeah. The first guy. All right. So anyway, through it, I found this interview with him, and he was saying how awful that. Jared Leto's stuff was too. He was just saying that the guy was nothing like that, and like they almost made him borderline like retarded. When the guy was just eccentric, it wasn't you know anything nearly as as bad as they made it out to be. I mean, it was just like the makeup was bad. I don't think the makeup was bad. I just the the whole performance and the the, the voice and everything. I, I just every time it goes on screen i just like oh no this guy again really i i did i disagreed i okay so i disagree i thought i'm not going to stick up for his accent because i i don't understand what they were trying to achieve with these accents yeah like i I did like the scene where jared leto is telling uh al pacino that he gave up all the all the stock yeah 
and Al Pacino like was like, ah, he does his Al Pacino yelling and shit. I was like, this is just like just classic cinema. This is just guys. This is just watching two like guys masturbating to themselves. <laughs> this is crazy. Wow. Like Jared Leto's in like fifty pounds of makeup. He's yeah. probably in the makeup trailer. You could have just hired an older guy, but no, it's Jared Leto. He's probably been in the makeup truck for eight hours to get there. Yeah, and he's just sitting there like, I am so nailing this. And then Pacino comes in and does his Pacino, and he's probably like, I am so nailing this. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I know. Uh-huh. Um, all right. So, uh, all right. Let, 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 let's back up. So, basically, this is telling the story of. Not Jared Leto. Jesus. No. Of the rise, of Gu- rise and fall of Gucci. Um, and their family, and basically how all these other controlling interests wound up running Gucci after it was all said and done. Um, and like you know, there's murder plots involved, and uh, so the way they wrote this, and I was I wonder what your take is on this. That's a good thing we're talking about it. Uh, what we're here to do. <laughs> The the way they wrote this is that Lady Gaga meets Adam Driver at a party, right, or at a bar, and once he says his last name, she like basically like is like I'm gonna hook up with this guy to get out of my where I'm at, or to get yeah you know. Did he ever say his last name? Yeah, he did, because that's what got her all like, oh. Um, so that's kind of like, so I guess this question is not going to go. I wanted to find out if like they were portraying her as a gold digger, because they did that, like her interest to him like perked up when he said his last name, and she she made it a point to like meet him and stalk him or whatever to get a second date. Uh, like when she went to meet him at like, I think she, they were at like a, a, a bookstore or something, uh, or a library. Um, but then I was like, okay, so she's doing this because she wants to get the Gucci lifestyle, but then he like gets disowned from the family or at least the family and he goes to work for the dad and like, they don't even like bring up the fact that everything that she wanted now he's broke and i thought that they missed an opportunity or maybe i just missed it to like see what the dynamic there was i don't know um no see i think i couldn't couldn't tell if she really loved him or not is basically what i was getting at but i i think that that's what they wanted i think they don't want i don't i think that you're always supposed to be wondering that um I, I lean towards that she really like loved them, you know, um, and that they. But like, I think that they want to keep you guessing about that. Uh, I think that's the what you'd, way you'd want to tell the story. But I mean, at no time did it seem like she was. Uh, well, I, don't know, I mean, you could make the argument either way, but I, I think it was. I would lean towards that she, like, loved them. No. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but um, and she was pushing him to like get back with his family, you know, because she wanted yeah. that money. I don't know. 
That's how I feel. Well, and then the result of her, where it all lines up, that's not done out of him being rich. That's done out of her being psychotically in love with him, I thought. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There was just, uh, it wasn't clear to me, but I guess maybe that's what they wanted. Um, but I thought Lady Gaga was pretty good, and I thought Adam Driver was really good. Um, I thought she was awesome. She, like, owns every scene she's in. Yeah. She's like a force. The scene where she actually makes the deal uh, for, um, or hires the guys. Yeah. I don't want to try. I'm trying not to ruin things. Yeah, you're doing all right. You're doing all right. When she hires the guys to do the shit, um, was very, it seemed very uh, weird. I thought it really wasn't acted well. I thought like her, her incognito outfit, her incognito outfit wasn't very uh, incognito. Um, they weren't really in like a private place, which was weird. There are people around. You get fixated on some things that I just don't understand. Like if you're going to be fixated on, I, on the I'd be going in a garage. If you're going to fix the Jared Leto stuff, that I understand. This I just have trouble understanding. This is a 30-second scene. I know, but if you're doing illegal shit, you don't want anyone around. Okay. Um, let's go back to performances. Yeah, it is. You just... I, I'll, I'll let you know a little... I'm hint. the only one that doesn't want people around when legal illegal shit's going on. <laughs> 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 I want as least amount of people around me when I'm dealing in illegal shit. I mean, we're really gonna break the scene out. It's her and her friend <laughs> sitting at a, at a picnic table with these two dudes at like a restaurant or something. They're at like yeah, all right. It was outside. Yeah, there was people there though. But what? Um, Apparently, I'm the only one that. Doesn't want other people to know I'm doing illegal shit. Yeah, that's it. You're the only. Yeah, you're the only person that doesn't want other people to know that you're doing something illegal. That's the point of this discussion. <laughs> it has nothing to do with you being fixed in a silly moment in a silly movie. Yeah. Um. But uh, okay, so this was really, really good. He, huh? This movie was way too long, too. It's way too long, and that's why the fact that you're bothered by something that happens at the two-hour and 12-minute mark or whatever it is. <laughs> it's like inconsequential scene. Yeah, it was a big scene. Um, no, it's not a big scene. A big scene is like... Al Pacino getting screwed at the board table. Or like like going in like, um, like one of the fashion shows... Like, Anything that, uh, like, it doesn't necessarily mean, like, something important can happen without it being a big scene, don't you think? Like, a big scene is one of the fashion shows where maybe nothing of consequence happens, but it's a production. It's music. It's, like, the music's really good in this, by the way, too. Yeah, the music is good. And it's shot well. It looks good. Yeah, looks good. Uh, I here's my thing. So I think that those two are great. I I actually like Jared Leto. I thought he was good. 
Um, I thought his makeup was excellent. Um, I really did. I had no problem. I don't understand even having a problem with his makeup. I mean, I, I have a problem. I thought all of it was awful. I, I have a problem with the fact that you felt you needed to get Jared Leto and put him in makeup. But I don't have a problem with how it turned out. Um, I just don't know. The accents just killed me. The whole movie. Yeah. And it's not like, I just, I, if everybody was really speaking in English and had that accent, fine. But these people are all Italian. So, like, they weren't speaking in English. I, I don't know. It was just kind of distracting because they, it's, it's too hard of an accent to have every character doing it and not come off sounding like like, like an Al Pacino. Super Mario Brothers. Or, yeah, you know? Al Pacino was like having some rough, rough times with the accent. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what to say about it because I don't know how I would have done it differently. No one's going to go watch it if everyone's speaking Italian. You know, you don't want a bunch of non-Italian people. So, like, I, I don't know what the solution is. I guess it's that you give everyone an accent. It's just this accent made everybody sound like they were like some bad any movie or every TV show. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, I don't like it." Yeah, but yeah. it's like this sounded like a bad stereotype in like a commercial, like a Chef Boyardee commercial. Yeah, hey, it's a pizza. Hey, you know, <laughs> it did have a little bit of over exaggerated Italian stereotype. <laughs> Like, hey, oh, hey, hey, get away. Pacino <laughs> talking people. Come visit me. Um, so, yeah, but but I did like the performances outside of that. So that's why I don't know where I stand on it. Okay. I, uh, I wouldn't say the movie was terrible, but uh, just that I couldn't get over the Jared Little thing. It ruined the whole thing. <laughs> I'll see this. I think it was entertaining. I don't know if it was entertaining, but it was good. Really? Okay. I thought it was entertaining. But I don't know if it was good. <laughs> there was a lot of things I liked and a lot of things I didn't like. That's basically... I didn't... Alright, here's my thing. I didn't love anything about it. But I didn't hate anything about it. You have some big hates about it. Yeah. This scene that this 30 second scene really bothers you. And then, yes, of course, we all know Jared Leto in the, Jared Leto in the, in the makeup. Well, okay. Let me just tell you about this scene that I'm on. So she goes to a public place with a huge bag of cash and then throws the cash at the guy in the middle of the bar. Just throws it in a bar. It's outside. Wherever it is. It's a restaurant bar, something. Uh, there's other people there, and she's just like yelling at the guy and says, Here, and throws the money at him and goes, You know, like they basically tell these thugs, like, you'll get the second half when the job's done. But they don't hide that conversation. It's just very out in the open. Just maybe the whole place was uh, crawling with bad guys, but I don't know. It is weird. Like, normally, they'd secretly hand over the money. No, she takes this huge duffel bag and throws it at him in the middle of the place. 
<laughs> every movie or every situation, they're secretly sliding the fucking bag under the table. It's under there. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to get up. Then you get up and you have a bag now. What, right? do you think the, what do you think the purpose is of doing this? Like to show that they're Italians, that they're very passionate people? <laughs> they're emotional people? I don't know. You, let's call Ridley Scott because I don't know why. All right. So uh, you liked it. Me, me not so much. Yeah, right. I, didn't li- I didn't like it. I don't know. It's like I'm like meh. Okay, that's where I'm at. But my meh is higher than yours. All right. So what? Uh, what's the next movie we're down? The other movie we're going to talk about that I don't think is going up on any of our list, but we just we were talking about is Tick Tick Boom. Yeah, Tick Tick Boom is uh, basically marketed as Lin Manuel writing or the guy. Sorry, the guy that wrote. Uh, Rent, the play. Um, was that him? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I just there was a couple of cool production things in that. Wait, you're starting. You're starting thoughts not falling through. It's about the guy that wrote Rent. Yes. Yeah. Guy wrote Rent, but the movie isn't about Rent. It's about his first play that he wrote that led to him writing Rent, and during the movie. We see all these aspects of his life that contributed to him writing Rent. Right. Uh, but the story is not about him writing Rent. It's about him writing this other show. Right. What was the and other show called? Um, I can't remember. It's, I, don't, I don't remember. But it's, it's in him show, like, but it's, it's, he, he is the narrator because while trying to create this show, he did a like a one man show where he like, where he like explained this whole writing process. And it's like, they're taking segments of that show. Boy, this is really complicated to, uh, to tell the story of, of like him trying to get this first story made. So, um, it stars Andrew Garfield. So where do you stand on Andrew Garfield? Let's start there. Cause that's I mean, a big part of it. He was good in Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> he was really good. I love that movie. Um, the, the new one? Yeah, that's probably okay. on my list. Um, so it stars Andrew Garfield and Vanessa Hudgens, um, who uh, is, I guess, now doing all these musicals. Um, she did Rent live. Wait, she's she's the singer girl. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was Vanessa uh, not Hudgens. Girl, not his girlfriend, but the one that plays. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. obviously not the girlfriend. Yeah. So yeah, Vanessa Hudgens. She played in Rent Live. She was like on that Rent Live thing. Um, oh, she was good in this. Yeah, she's got a really good voice. So anyway, you can uh, describe the plot a little bit more because I don't know. I didn't really like this movie. I thought it was boring. There were some good production elements that I liked. Some of the music I liked. Uh, I did find it interesting about it was like a, how to make it in Hollywood, but how to make it in, uh, on Broadway uh, story. It had that same kind of elements where you work and work and work and always get rejected and 
you know, at some point, hopefully you hope all these rejections lead to, uh, you just have to look at things. When you first start out, you're very passionate about things. Uh, but then you realize that no one's going to really help you out. And uh, most, of, most of the time, you're probably going to fail, but you got to hope for that one chance that someone, you know, likes your shit and, uh, you know, takes an interest in you. And then maybe you can get some success. That's um, kind of the story behind this. Especially the end. I didn't like the end, how it ended. Um, with uh, what happened to the show after he spent all these years and years and years uh, trying to write this thing and, you know, hurting his relationships. Oh, breaking news. Giants just hired their coach. But anyway. Uh, it just showed how all the stuff affected all of his relationships. And then it came down to like, he had to start all over. So I don't know. I like that part of it, but that's, I don't know. I just didn't care. Where are okay. you? So I'm not far off from you. I, I mean, I definitely liked this more than you did, but I felt the first three quarters of it, I was I hate watched it. I, I couldn't stand him. I'm not a big Andrew Garfield guy. Um, I I kind of find him to be ever since ha- um, was it Hacksaw Ridge where he was the no, it's not Hacksaw Ridge. What's the movie where he was the the Clint Eastwood movie where he was the MP the the medical guy. Uh. He was a. It, it's a war movie. He got nominated for a bunch of stuff. And he was so so overacted in it. Well, anyway, yeah, you'll look it up. I'm looking it up. Okay, so ever since that movie, I've kind of found him to be an overactor, and it really kills him in the first half of this movie. Well, like he wasn't Hacksaw Ridge, huh? He wasn't Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, that's the movie, right? Yeah, I guess. Mel Gibson directed that. Oh, it was Mel Gibson, not clean. Sorry, wrong uh, uh, crusty old Republican. Yeah, what about Social Network? Well, he's awesome in Social Network. But that's, it's different, because when he was younger, like, Boy A is an awesome movie. Um, what's the movie where he's, he and um, I think it's... Um, What's her name? Um, Emma Watson. It's an Emma Watson. Have to meet like or not? Um, the other one is just like Emma Watson. Under the Silver Lake. No, see that's where you start to lose me. Like when it's like self indulgent stuff. Did no, we the see movie that in the theater? Yeah, we saw that in the theater. That was by the guy that did. Um, he did. Um, what was his first movie? It was uh, you know I'm looking at. Andrew Garfield's IMDb, and he doesn't—he hasn't done like a lot of things. He's done like nothing. Really? Well, the guy that did the the horror movie, um, it follows, did under the Silver Lake, right? Yeah. So that's why we wanted to see it so bad because it follows is an amazing movie. No, the other movie I'm thinking of is where they're not human; they're like clones. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So it's him and Carrie Mulligan, not Emma Watson. Carrie Mulligan, I think. Um, so his older stuff I really like. 
And then he becomes kind of this, these soft and, I don't know, over-the-top stuff I don't really like. In this movie, he plays, like, one of those theater people that's really annoying for, like, three quarters, well, for the whole movie. But for the first three quarters, you're like, I hate people like this. And he's like, I know that you've got problems, but it's almost my 30th birthday. And if I don't get done what I want by my 30th birthday, wah, 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 wah. It's like, yeah, but you're like only going to be 30. It's like you have your whole life at it, you know? Like Steven Sodenheim had his first production before he was 30. I have to have mine before I'm 30. It's like those stakes are so shitty, are like so lame to me that I'm like out, right? So I'm watching this thing and I'm just like out. I'm like, I hate him. I'm watching him. Like, I hate this guy. Then you see the end, the real guy. And uh, he was like acting exactly like that guy. <laughs> he was. He was. And not, but like, it kind of comes in the end, in the third act, it kind of comes together that he, he's been this person, like this person we didn't like the whole time. And I don't know if it's like a redemp, like a story of redemption because it, it's only that because he like died in real life. Um, but it's not, you know, but it kind of like puts in perspective, like it, it kind of made it worth dealing with this guy who was annoying the entire time. You know, they say you have to either make your character likable or you have to empathize with them in order to want to watch something about him. And I think they did a bad job of doing either in the beginning of this movie. Um, but in the end, like, you know, it, it kind of all paid off, I felt like. So, um, and then, like, you know, he's got, he's, like, complaining about, it's hard when you're, like, our age and you've been trying to do stuff like this and you haven't made it. And you're seeing a movie about a kid who's almost 30 who's got, like, a, who's got, like, a direct line to Steven Sodenheim and, you know, uh, can put on performances that people go see and all this and that. And he's, like we're supposed to feel bad for him that he hasn't made it yet. It's like, fuck off. Like I go for that right now. Yeah. You know? So it's like, it, you know, it's, it's almost like you, you, I almost get angry watching stuff like that. Cause I almost take it personal. So I thought the third act was really good and kind of pulled it through and made me, made me really like it. Like it kind of shone a light on all that. I felt like as I talked to you about it, I feel like it didn't do it enough, but when I, in the, in the moment I was satisfied from it. Yeah, I mean, uh, it had good moments. Like, it had uh, the whole moment in the diner when, you know, obviously the famous scene where the wall comes down and the production kind of, like, was kind of, like, very elaborate. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It wasn't for me. I, gotcha. I, I couldn't get into it. Couldn't get into it. Well, if you know musical theater people, it's they're all like this guy. So, you know, it's a it's a pretty pretty on the nose um, it's a pretty on the nose uh, version of, of that person. Um, so anyway, uh, you're, you're going to say pass on that, and I'm going to say watch it. But yeah, I, I uh, anyway, right? Yeah, pass. Okay. All right. So let's go on the TV real quick. Two shows that you should probably pass, but we're going to talk about anyway. What are the shows? All right. Let's start with Cobra Kai. Now, I haven't finished it yet. I know where it goes. Shocking. But I do. 
I don't um, know. They're good about keeping uh, keeping the mystery, you know. Well, I mean, they release it all in one day. Everybody tells you what's going to happen. Yeah. Um. So this season is absurd. It is very absurd. Yes. I mean, not like every season's absurd. At least, like the one thing this job this show does is it really does a good job of making fun of how absurd it is. Yeah. This this uh, this season had too much cringeworthy, uh, like fighting sequences with uh, with um, Daniel Larusso. Like um, Ralph Macchio should never do anything physical. <laughs> That's for sure. Because it just looks terrible. Um, I mean, he has a bunch of fighting scenes in this season that are just like. Oh my god, like you should never show this. And then they show like his daughter fighting and she's exactly like him, like the most uncoordinated person. The girl who like is her rival, Tori. Uh, Tori, like is so much more athletic. <laughs> like you're you're honestly scared of Tori in real life anyway. Like you would <laughs> if you met Tori, you'd be scared of Tori. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Have you met uh, uh, what's her name, Sam Samantha Larusso? And she said, "I do karate," and you'd be like, "That's cute." Yeah, yeah. yeah. She wouldn't be like the uh, best girl in all Valley, you know. Um, I don't know. There are some elements of uh, I like the whole mom trying to help Tori out, like storyline that's throughout the throughout the show. Um, but it does get redundant when every time she sees the, you know, the daughter, they like have this rivalry that's like over the top. If the mom yeah. said, hey, this girl has like no family. Like this, there's a reason why she's like this. It seems like the daughter is like smart about and very thoughtful about certain things. <laughs> but when it comes to like someone who has real life issues, even though the mom like tries to talk to her about it, she doesn't give a shit. She's just like, I want to kick the shit out of her every time I see her. But, <laughs> or like frame her for things or doing whatever. Um, I'll tell you the worst part about this whole season is that they had to bring back the kid, the boy. Like the, the son? The son that disappeared for the first three seasons. And we were like, thank God. And then they're like, oh, here we go. We need a storyline for this kid now. And now he's like a bully. Um, which, I don't know. I hated it. I just, that whole storyline, like, they could have just scrapped and, like, the show probably would have been really good. I don't know. I don't know if that would have made it good. Uh, I think the way the only way they're going to make this good is if they like, and I this is not an original thought, but they need to kill off all the Larusos except the wife. No, I think the most there's a scene in it where Daniel Larusso like karate chops the kid's uh, video game or the iPad, and that was the most uh, athletic we saw in the whole season. Uh, he is, uh, yeah, he is awful. He's pretty. He's not a good. He's not. He's it's tough. It's tough to like 
make a karate kid show without him but he's so bad he's a really he's bad acting too like when he's yeah well right exactly he always like talks about like mr miyagi he tries to do these he I mean, brings probably, up mr miyagi in everything it's probably he's some, a one-trick pony that guy it's obviously it's some of the writing but the acting doesn't help like when he's trying to do these heartfelt things um and i don't have any confidence in this guy like, if this guy was giving me a speech, I'd be like, nah, I'm going to Eagle Fang. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, the, one of the main problems is, you know, this the the thing that makes this show really has made it good, you know, is uh, the relationship between Johnny and Miguel. Yeah. And and they've just kind of gotten – I mean, I know that that's, that's underlying the whole thing, but they've kind of gotten away from it. Um, obviously now they've got their new main character with this little kid. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I haven't finished it, so I don't know exactly what happens in his, his, and I thought that story was compelling. I thought that kid was a good, good addition. Um, I do, I do know that who becomes the bad guy. I do know how, which, that some people trade sides at the end. Yeah. There's some things that happen. Yeah. Uh, but I have, I haven't, fully fleshed out but I just I more wanted to yeah I think you kind of hit the hit well it was just how bad the LaRusso father-daughter combo is and um yeah there's like when all of a sudden like when they fight okay so there's this big culminating fight between Daniel LaRusso and uh Gianni oh yeah it's just like Johnny would kick the shit out of this guy yeah yeah (laughs) you know it's just Um, looking at him in any sort of like physical way is not intimidating. And I know that Johnny has like kind of history and knows that, you know, he's been beaten by this guy before. So that kind of gives him a little bit of uh store backstory to why he would be scared of, uh, of Danny, but it's just, I don't know. No one else should be scared of this guy. Or want to learn from them. No, yeah. right. Well, obviously things aren't going great because there's nonstop brawls with all these kids with karate. Yeah. Um, and then, not. what do you think about the uh, bringing the guy from Karate Kid 3 back? Um, sure. Whatever. I don't know. He, he becomes big at the end. He, like, there's some things that happen. So it looks like that guy is going to be, like, the main guy now. Um, yeah, that's what I okay. Um, he looks good though. I do like when uh, Reese shows up at the guy's party and like just starts wrecking him in front of everybody. Um, but you know they do the flashbacks to the World War II again, and it's like just like oh my god, why do we need this? It's Cobra Kai. Do we need World War II uh, torturing scenes? In Cobra Kai? <laughs> is it Vietnam? Prison, yeah, whatever it is. Prisoner of War scenes, Vietnam. Sorry. Well, I'll tell you, they did a great job of casting young, uh, young Crease and young whatever the guy's name is. I, I don't remember his name. Uh, um, yeah. Anyway, the other show uh, yeah. also, um, 
also retreading the 1980s movie trope is the Boba Fett show. Which we've mentioned a couple of times. Yeah, this, so this week they went, they, they decided, I was saying to you, you said, what did you think of this week? And I was like, it was almost as if, like, if I didn't know that this was all filmed ahead of time, I would have thought, okay, the writers are reading what everyone's saying on the internet. And so they decided to try an episode this way to try to fix what's gone wrong. Well, um, very secretive because there was no, the uh, the title for the show wasn't revealed until the day it came out because it obviously okay. gave away, uh, which was titled "Return of the Mandalorian." Um, but Mandalorian showing up in the Boba Fett show shouldn't be secretive; it should be no. happening. Yeah, exactly. It's not like it was a secret show when the Jeffersons showed up at or Archie Bunker showed up on the Jeffersons, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like a spinoff. That's what happened. Um, when so the Fonz used to show up on Laverne and Shirley, it wasn't like, we're not going to tell you what happens. You promote that shit. So we've talked about how Boba Fett is miscast and is all is like, this guy's so old and he's like, you know, supposed to be like kicking everyone's ass. Um, Who wins in a fight? Boba Fett or Daniel LaRusso? <laughs> Uh, definitely both of Um So, but this episode was all about how to bring Mandalorian into the Boba Fett world. And it was basically all Mandalorian until the very end. Um, they spent a little too much time, I texted you, about fixing the ship. I mean, the episode was long anyway. Like, I don't know why we needed, just say, oh, we need to fix it. And then boom, it's fucking fixed. Um... But I thought this episode was really good. And maybe it's because he wasn't in it, Boba Fett. Um, but I did like all the little elements. I liked the new Dark Saber weapon. I liked that he made the uh, the Kevlar vest for Yoda and or yeah, little Grogu and is bringing it to him. And... Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I thought it was uh I liked when he was pulled over for speeding. I thought that was funny and interesting. I don't know. There's like little things I don't know. See that kind of bugs me a little bit when they're like, Do you wanna do you wanna say anything about this? No, I don't wanna go in and do all that paperwork. It's like I don't know. It's like an old trope, you know, like an old like Yeah. For a cop show, not for like yeah. Star Wars. I like those little things where we see things that aren't really like that. Like people doing their everyday business and like something that they wouldn't highlight in, in movies because no one gives a shit, you know. But I would like to see some starfighters doing some paperwork. <laughs> I'm with you. I, I would like to see more of that kind of I would like to see more of the those kinds of things if they were original. I don't like them just taking from other tired tropes and applying it to a galaxy far, far away. That's okay. what I'm gonna say. Okay, I'll get I'll get on board with that. Like I I'm with you. I like you know, I never thought until I saw the movie Clerks, I mean I think we're all like this. 
I never once thought about like what goes into everything. And when like Randall was explaining to Dante, like these are guys that are just contract workers that were hired like to build the Death Star. They don't have any allegiance to the Empire. And here come a bunch of dudes who are pissed off and they blow the whole thing up. Yeah. You know, like I never thought about putting real life consequences to the to again to a galaxy far, far away. So if you're gonna do it, make it a little more creative. That's my only point. I just think I, I thought this episode was fine. It would have been a bad Mandalorian episode, but it's a good Boba Fett episode. You know who directed it? Yeah, Bryce Dallas Hour. So she directed like the worst Mandalorian episode. <laughs> and this had a lot of the same conjoined problems, if you ask me, but whatever. Um I'm trying so yeah. But we we have talked about Boba Fett on the show before. I believe so. So we Bad. so where is that? Where is this going to go now? So well, he, he doesn't he, want any money. So he's going to come work for Boba Fett, and uh, we we've got what like who three fighting? episodes left. I don't even know who they're fighting. The Jabba's the Jabba's left the twins. It's true. Whoever the uh, oh the the guy um, the stapler guy right no. <laughs> that's the guy who's holding that water from the yeah. the kids is that, that the just want a job yeah is that the guy he's fighting I don't even know I don't know I, I don't, he's he's building an army but I don't remember it's not clear t- to me anyway I'm sure you know people who like love Star Wars and shit, know exactly what's going on. Uh, I don't know who he's trying to, he's building an army for. They just, I'm guessing, I mean, I guess that you're, oh wait, the Chainsmokers are going to perform at halftime of the game Sunday. You sure you don't want to go? Yeah, that makes me uh, more not want to (laughs) go. You just sold it. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where this is going, who they're going to fight, but... <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, it's probably the last three... So there's like, what, I said three episodes left. Bring back Carla Cugino, not Carla Cugino, uh No, they're not going to bring back that girl. Corona. No? I, I don't think they'll bring her back. Why would she come back at this point? I don't know. Um, but... Uh, I don't know. We've got like three episodes left. I'm sure they're all going to be good now that they brought the Mandalorian in and he's got like, he wants to go see Grogu so there's like stakes we care about. But this show has been a tragic mess up to this point. So so the next one is the Obi-Wan, right? Or, uh, right? Well, there's that show. There's the Ahsoka Tan show. Right. Uh, Rosario Dawson. Yeah, I think the Obi One's going to come out first, though. Well, here's what I'm curious about: you and McGregor, the, the Obi One. Yeah, so that's going to have Hayden Christensen in it, right? Uh, I don't know. I know that the Ahsoka Tan one said. I read this thing and I like clicked on it. And I was like, that has to be a misprint. They said that Hayden Christensen was going to be in the Ahsoka Tan one, but he's dead. Darth Vader's dead by that time. Maybe he's playing a different character. 
Why would they bring in Hayden Christensen to play a different character? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they said it takes place after Return of the Jedi. So I'm like, how can it take place after Return of the Jedi and maybe, have... Maybe he'll be a ghost. Yeah, that's what I think it's going to be. I think as I was saying, I think you're right. He's going to be a ghost. Because they brought in, hey, we need Hayden Christensen in this Star Wars spinoff. But not to play Darth Vader, but we need that guy. <laughs> we also need Jake Lloyd to play a stormtrooper. Um, that was the kid from the first. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyway. So, yeah, don't watch it. It's stupid. All right. Something that everybody watched. Yeah, we can't recommend uh, that shit. That shit. Did you see no, it? Like, I, do, that- I, do, I do really like uh, um, the uh, Peacemaker show. I haven't watched it yet. But it's more because I think John Cena is really funny. Um, and I enjoy watching his movies or his shows and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think that show's pretty good. It's not good, but it's it's entertaining. How about that? Okay. There's a lot of a lot of violence and a lot of dumb shit that happens. Um, all right, so uh, on to sports. We got two te- We got two games left to see who goes to the Super Bowl. Well, so this is this past weekend. It's now Friday, so it's kind of all been said. But that was like the best weekend of football ever. They're saying. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I can't believe Buffalo lost that game. God. I can. So did you, when 13 seconds left, did you think that there was a chance? Like, honestly. No. I didn't. No, I, 100%, I 100%. I don't understand why you wouldn't kick the ball short and, and take some time off. Like, why you're kicking it right into the end zone. It's like, if you kick it a little short, then the guy's running, and you take off, like, six seconds right there. Uh, or he just he could fair catch it and you lose a second and they're already starting to, you know, on the one yard line. Well, that's a very precise kick to kick it on the one yard line. Under the, okay. It's under the 10 yard line. Look, I, I'm not arguing with you because I, I think you're right. But like, um, when I, when they got the ball, their three timeouts, I was like, they're absolutely going to get in the field goal range. There was like no question, no question. Like, I, it didn't even – I wish that I was smart enough to look at the live, like, you know, live betting line because I would have bet it because I thought for sure. But I didn't think of it in, in the moment. I was sitting there. I was like, oh, this is – because Romo was sitting there saying, oh, this is over. This is over. And I was, like, going nuts. Like, it's not over. They got 13 – I was like, they've got three timeouts. It's two passes and a timeout, and you're in field goal range. Seconds, so that's ridiculous. I, I sent you that video of uh, Travis Kelsey, right? Like I sent you the video of Travis Kelsey. Definitely. Yeah, that was. What good. are you trying to do there? I don't remember. Did I see um, it? You see it? I don't know. There's a video of Travis Kelsey after with 13 seconds left, saying, "Coming up to uh, Tyreek Hill and saying, if you run this move and then do this, I can get in the way and you can get some yards.' And they run it." He gets the yard. Then off the timeout, he goes to Paul Patrick Mahomes and says, 
hey, if they keep playing this D, that seam is open. And then the next play, you see him run right into that seam, catch it, and then they're in field goal range. It was awesome. Yeah. That was just awesome. Yeah, it was a great game. Um, I, I mean, I, I do feel bad for Josh Allen. Guy played his nuts off. That was a great game, but, yeah, man. That Green Bay game was just terrible. Well, yeah, that's the thing. That, that is one of the things I want to say about this weekend. Everybody keeps saying it was the best weekend of football, but let's not forget, those, both those games on Saturday were kind of trash. Uh, I don't know. What? I don't know. I thought the Tennessee game was okay. Tannehill was awful. He was terrible. Three interceptions. Um, Green Bay game was really bad. I just, let me just go back to uh, the Buffalo game. Like, I think they should change the overtime goals. Like, I feel like each team should be able to touch the ball, have the ball. Especially, like, of course. in that game. Who thinks that the rules are good as they are? This, I mean, especially after that game. Like, they got to change it. Totally agree. I think everybody agrees. Yeah. Uh, and then we had uh, the Rams. So that was great. How do you let that guy get that open, though? I don't know. Cooper Cup. He just gets open. I don't know why they didn't have a safety back there. You can't let them get deep. Like, put two safeties back there to stop that. Everyone was playing man, and the guy just, like, outran him. This made no sense. Do you think that that's the end of Brady? Nah. I think I'll be back. How about Gronk? Yeah, I mean, if Brady comes back, Gronk's coming back. Interesting. Okay. I kind of think they're retiring. We'll see. All right, so what do we got this week? So, well, that was a great perspective back. Yeah. But I said, though, if you asked, like, so I was so geeked up from that last game. All I, I didn't even, like, sleep Sunday night. I just kept trying to listen to, like, find sports radio stations all around Sirius to hear more people just talk about how sick that was that we just saw all that. Yeah. And then the next morning I woke up, I listened to everybody. I found like the Jim Rome show. I found, you know, like I went, turn on coward. I put on like all the pod just to listen to everybody, like talk about what happened there. Cause I just thought it was so fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just needed more content on it. Cause I was like, this is so good. Uh, so that leads us this weekend. Um, game one, Kansas City and um, Bengals. Bengals beat them too. in the chart in the Bengals. Uh, spread is seven. What are you thinking? Uh, I like the Bengals to cover seven. Um, I think Kansas City's defense is really bad, and I think Kansas City will probably win this game, but I think. Cincinnati will keep it close. I don't think Cincinnati's that good. I think that Tennessee played terrible last game. Uh, Who did Cincinnati beat in the first game? Oakland. No, they, they almost lost to Oakland or yeah. Vegas. They just beat them too, like a few weeks ago. So I'm not who. Yeah, but they're things are a little different. Chiefs look a little different. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would lay the seven in a heartbeat. I think that. I think the Chiefs – I do think the Chiefs roll. Um, I think part of the thing last week was Burrow was so afraid to make a mistake. He had sacked nine times. Now, Kansas City 
They're not yeah. going to get to him nine times, but I, I think he knows he can't sit on the ball the way he did that for the last game. Yeah, that was tough. Nine nine sacks and you win the game. Um, what um, is Tyron Matthews? Is he playing? He's questionable right now. Okay. So I don't know. Um, I just I, – I don't – I, I don't know how you bet on Burrow over Mahomes at this point. You know. Yeah. Um, that was all right. The other game, Rams, three and a half, given three and a half. I can't believe that line hasn't changed to uh, the 49ers. I kind of thought that would be at least down to the three by now, but it's not. Yeah, I think the Rams are going to win at home. Um, I know Sam Fran's going to have their number, but. Well, it's hard to beat any team three times in a row, right? Yeah. If they're good teams, it's really hard to beat a team three times. So I, I, that's the thing that, if if nothing else, that's the thing I would put into this is I just think it's too hard to beat a, a good team three times. Like we see it every like on, like every other year, this pops up in the playoffs. And Odell's been open like a lot in these playoffs. Yeah, so they kind of found their groove with him. So um, would you lay the three and a half? Because it's going to be right around three this game, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I would lay the three. So, like, if you're going to do a tease here, would you tease up the 49ers to getting nine and a half and tease the Chiefs down to one? You'd probably tease the Bengals up to 13. Yeah, I think it would. But I, I disagree with that because I still think the Chiefs could blow out the Bengals. Yeah. I think, and also, I like the teasing the over 46 down to 40 for the Chiefs or the Rams game. You know, there's no weather. Mm. Uh, Interesting. What was the score when they, when they played three weeks ago? Do you remember? No, but I think there's going to be some scoring this game. Uh, Who is this Giants coach, DeBall? The, he's the Bills offensive coordinator. Oh, everybody wanted that guy. Okay. Miami, like, wanted to sign him. But uh, Giants. Sold. Way to go. Uh, so the last game, yeah, it was 27-24, that 49ers game. So that just went over 40 or 50. Okay. Um. Yes, yeah, Stafford seems uh, he seems to be in a, in a little bit of a role here. Um, I kind of like the Rams too. Um, I'd like that half point to come down before I really want to. I'll tell you. Here's here's some things I threw out there betting wise. You tell me what you like in it. I thought Chiefs to be the highest scoring team of the weekend is minus one thirty. I like that. But if you like the over in the other game, you may disagree. Kelsey to catch a tight a touchdown in Chiefs win. It's kind of like our yeah. bet every week, plus 105. Um, some individual stuff. Um, passing yards. Matt Stafford had the most passing yards on the weekend, three to one. Now, I'm not saying, you know, there's a lot of good quarterbacks. He's by, you know, but uh, whether they're up or down, he's going to have to throw the ball a lot. Um, Debo Samuel to lead all teams in rushing yards, twelve to one. 
I know he's not, uh, you know, but that, there's no like running backs that you're going to look at in this, this whole thing. I know you're going to say Joe Mixon, but Joe Mixon, you're not going to beat the Chiefs. You're going to have to, you're going to have to like throw the ball and stay with the Chiefs. I like T. Higgins over 72 and a half yards. Okay. Well, we'll get there. I'm going through the, all right. That's the only uh, one. I haven't, I haven't deep dived into this. So. All right. The uh, lead in receiving, Cooper Cup's two to one. Um, Chase is plus 350. Here's some other things. All right. Here's some individual stuff. I like Stafford over 279 yards passing. I like Burrow over a touchdown and a half. But that's minus, that's like minus 200. Um, I, I'm with you on Odell. This is why I bring this up. Odell over 53 yards, I like. He seems to just be getting more and more to become a bigger part of this offense. Yeah. Uh, and then Kelsey over six and a half catches. They keep doubling uh, Cooper Cup. So. What's that? They keep doubling yeah. Cooper right. Cup. Unless, it's, uh, unless there's 15 seconds left in the game and you're on the 40-yard line. Then they don't double him. Then they just let him run down the field. Already talking about uh, Chiefs are interested in getting Odell next year. So. All right. Well, whatever. See what happens. Um, well, yeah, well, those are some of the things I like. I like. Higgins stuff. Um, I think T. Higgins is going to have a good game. Because I think that game's going to be pretty high smart. Chiefs, uh, Bengals in the eyes. So why don't you just okay? So if you like, do you see like the over in that as well? Yeah, well, that's a that's a like it's almost worth possibly taking the under, teasing up the under. Right, fifty-five, sixty-one. Is it? Um, is that what it is? It's fifty-five. Holy smokes! So that's sixty-one. Would be, um, yeah, that's tough. 61. Um, yeah, I guess yeah. 49, teasing it down to 49 would be. I like that. It's, it's, it's tough, though. Yeah, I don't know. Because cause here's the thing like, you know, the Chiefs are going to put up, well, you expect the Chiefs are going to put up the points no matter what. It's a matter of if the Bengals are going to stay with them or not. Chiefs defense is terrible. I understand that, but you've also, I mean. I guess we have to see what the weather is going to be. The weather's supposed to be good. It's supposed to be nice. Except for really cold. I, I, I don't know. I thought it was going to be really nice. Cincinnati's used to that anyway, so it doesn't matter. I just don't trust, I don't trust Burrow. You know, well, whatever. Jamar Chase and Burrow. You, God, you can go ahead and bet against. Mahomes. All right. I, I'm we'll shocked. Talk that, about, uh, we'll talk more about this. I'll send you. I don't know uh, much more there is to talk about. You and I are in different pages once again. Well, maybe you'll just put in the T. Higgins bet for me. And, and well, I don't know if I'm into the T. Higgins bet. Well, you can put it in for me. I've got some money in there. <laughs> Over to Higgins. Now you make everything complicated. I got to take out half of the winning. To put. It's all complicated. 
You're like betting separate things. Yeah, but I got my own money. I bet with my, you know, I bet on my with my own money. Uh, yeah, and my money's just sitting in there. <laughs> Fine, cash me out. No, uh, we have to. You have to. We'll have to come up with our. Uh, Fine, I'll put a T Higgins bet in for you. Just one T Higgins bet. Thank you. T. Higgins. There's nobody I hate in the playoffs now more than T. Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> Rooting against T. Higgins. Love it. All right. Uh, uh, wait, I got to run. I got to drive to uh, East L.A. Attaboy. Yeah, good times. You know, uh, I, haven't, I haven't listened to what the theme songs have been. I forgot that you even put in a theme song and then Last week when you asked me for whatever, um, that was good. I'm I'm thinking like if you're gonna do one for this, since Jared Leto was such, you could put in like a thirty seconds to Mars or, uh, <laughs> yeah. Unless you come up with something for T Higgins. Well, thirty seconds to Mars is good. All right. Well, uh, yeah. We'll we'll talk off uh, later. Good luck getting to. East LA. Talk to you soon, bud. Later.